and welcome back to the Mother Daughter Disney Podcast. My name is Amanda. I'm here with my very lovely mother sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Jeanette. And we were very fortunate. We got to see an early screening of the new Disney movie, Wish. So we saw it on November 18th. The movie officially comes out on November 22nd. So by the time you are listening to this, if you're listening live, we are going to go over a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review. So for first, we're going to start with our non-spoiler review. So some quick fast facts about the movie. This is the description from IMBD. Young Asha makes a wish so powerful that is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of boundless energy called Star. With Star's help, Asha must save her kingdom from King Magnifico and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can happen. The movie is directed by Fawn Vera Sunthorn and Chris Buck. And again, it was released on November 22nd. The cast, the main characters here, we have Ariana DeBose as Asha, Chris Pine as King Magnifico, Alan Tudak as Valentino the Goat, Angelique Cabal as Queen Amaya, and Natasha Rothwell as Sakina, Asha's mother. And for some reason, her grandfather is not on this list. So sorry about that. I don't have him. <laughs> but he is also a grandfather too in the, in the movie as well. And then her friends, you know, she has seven friends in the movie that we'll go into later. Yeah. All right. So for a non-spoiler review, what did you think of the movie? Would oh, you, me first? Yeah. Would you recommend it to, to, people, to people? Yes. I thought it was very good. It's definitely a children's movie, yes. not an adult movie, but it makes so many references in it that the adults are entertained to a certain extent. And plus, I thought the animation was great. I thought the characters were great. Um, the only thing I didn't, I don't think the soundtrack really did anything for me, but as um, as if I had kids, I would bring them to it. Yeah, it was sure. really good. Yeah, I would agree. I feel mm-hmm. like the way that the story is told is in a very simplistic mm-hmm. Disney way Yes, that a young child, five years old, will very easily be able to follow along, know exactly what's going on, not be confused or anything like that. I think the music is fun, again, like for children, like the music is very storytelling, mm-hmm. which I actually kind of like because, you know, like a jukebox musical, like what right. they call those. Yeah. It's like the jukebox musicals are ones where they can take the song out of the musical and it could be a standalone song. Mm. None of the songs in, the, in this movie necessarily are like that. They're no. all very tied to the story. Which yeah, they're is mostly actually, telling the story while they're, t- while yeah. they're singing. But that's actually kind of why I like the musical almost to a okay. certain extent because I think that's fun when it is an integrated part of the, the plot and the story mm. rather than just, you know, you can remove it and then just listen to it. Um, so yeah, so I would also recommend it too. I thought the movie was really great. I thought it was so fun. I did tear up at the end as you often do with Disney of course. movies. <laughs> I loved the animation. It's a very mm-hmm. unique style of animation. I know it's a new style of animation. It's blending yeah. like 3D and 2D I animation. I thought it was great. Yeah, it looked lovely. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I love the coloring of the movie too. It has a lot of like blues and grays. Yes, the and, coloring, and everything about it was just very soothing, very nice, very pleasant to look at. Yeah, the movie too has great representation, of course, with mm-hmm. ethnicity and diversity. Oh, yeah. So Everybody. I really love that. It's yes. always great to see that in movies. And Disney's been so good about that recently, having that in, mm-hmm. embedded in all their movies where it's not ob- actually obvious, obviously. You just kind of see it and you right. just, you know, enjoy it. So really love the movie overall. Well, um, I thought it was also a, a, a testament to the fact that the movie theater that we were in was not, it was half adults, half children, a couple of families with kids and whatever. And I got to say, other than one family whose kids were running all over the place from the minute they got there, the kids sat in their seats. There wasn't a peep. Yeah. I think they were really enthralled in the movie. Yeah. Even at the end when the credits were rolling, because they do a really great thing at the end of the, during the credits on the screen. The kids were even intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure once we get into the other spoilers, we'll do, you'll, you'll mention that. But it, I, it was the first time I've ever seen everybody sit almost to the end yeah. of, the, of, of, the, of the credits. Yeah. I told my mom that I think part of it is because, because we were one of the first yes. showings publicly of the movie mm-hmm. no one knows if there was an after credit yes. scene so now once the movie comes out on november 22nd you can just google what's the after credit scene right. and decide if you want to stay or not stay right. but when we stayed we didn't know if there was going to be so i think a lot of people no but a lot of times even when they but... do that when people know there's going to be something at the end the kids are already up out of their seats people are already putting on their coats and getting ready to leave and doing yeah. whatever 
waiting for the end. Everybody was sitting in their seats through the credits, which yeah. I thought was um, something that I'd never noticed before. No, for sure. All right, so I'm gonna put my editing self in here right now just to let you know where the end of the spoiler review is going to be and where the beginning of our Disney news will be. Um, so yeah, so definitely skip ahead. Or again, if you wanna listen and just hear our full thoughts on the movie before it comes out, if you don't have a chance to see it, it is Thanksgiving week when this movie is coming out. So again, lots of people are busy, families visiting. So you may not have a chance to see it. and may just wanna hear what the movie's about. Okay, feel free to skip ahead to around minute 25 and maybe a little bit after minute 25. We kind of talk a little bit more about the movie afterwards, but there's no spoilers after minute 25. So, all right, we're going to get into our spoiler review now. So now we can kind of talk a bit more about the cast. So mm -hmm. in the cast, Asha has seven friends that kind of work in the kitchens of the castle. The seven friends are based off the seven dwarves mm -hmm. of Snow White. So my mom did not notice this. Didn't even notice it. <laughs> I told her afterwards, I was just like, I thought it was clever how they were supposed to be this, like based off the seven dwarves. As soon as she so, said it, I got it. But yeah. I was like, didn't even get that while I was watching the movie. Yes. Yeah, so we had Jennifer Okumiyama as Dahlia, who's Asha's best friend. She's represented by Doc. RV Gullen as Gabo, a boy who is cynical but has a heart of gold. He's grumpy. I'm getting this from Wikipedia now, the descriptions. Nico Vargas as Hal, a joyful girl. who she, she is happy. Evan Peters as Simon, a strong boy with a big heart. He's sleepy. Rama Yusuf as Safi, a boy who's plagued with allergies, who is sneezy. John Rudeneski as Dario, Asha's rosy-cheeked and wiggly-eared friend, who is dopey. Della Saba as Bazima, a shy girl who represents Bashful. So I really love that. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I immediately realized it once we saw Dopey because he looks like Dopey. Like the coloring of his hat, yeah. his shirt, his ears. I was like, oh, he's definitely supposed mm -hmm. to be Dopey. Then once you realize that you quickly put together Sleepy and Sneezy right. next because they're yeah. the most obvious They did a great ones. job of, of, of representing it. Even at one point, the, the grumpy says, and that's why I'm grumpy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so really kind of putting it out there too. Right. And so, yeah. So I really love that too. Even the girl who played Doc, she actually kind of looks like Snow White. She kind of has the short hair, oh, like yeah, Snow short, White yeah. and the coloring mm -hmm. of her outfit is sort of like Snow White, even though she is supposed to represent Doc. And she does have the little glasses the little that Doc wears as like well. Doc. So that's yeah. kind of what I noticed too. All right, we're going to go in now into the overall summary. So I tried to pare this down as best I could. It's only one and a half pages. So hopefully I don't, won't linger too long on this. But yeah, so now we're going to go through again an overall summary of the movie. The movie opens up with our narrator reading our fairy tale. Asha's grandfather, Saba, is 100 years old and he has yet to have his wish granted. So the backstory of their town in Rosa, people come here to offer their wish to King Magnifico. The king is a powerful sorcerer who has magic to grant wishes. When you're 18 and older, you can offer your wish to King Magnifico and every month he grants one person's wish to come through. Although then he said last year he granted 14, so I guess he does some bonus wish ceremonies too. But he only does it, you know, it's kind of around once a month. However, when you offer your wish to King Magnifico, it leaves you and you kind of forget what it is. So he like holds your wish from you. So it still exists in like the world, but you just don't know what it is. So again, Saba is 100 years old. He doesn't remember his wish and he's been waiting a very long time. Then Asha goes to visit her friends in the kitchen and they're all excited for her because she has an interview to be the king's apprentice. Asha immediately connects with queen with the queen who brings her to the interview saying that the crux of the kingdom is on generosity and caring for others. Asha is obviously very nervous for the interview and she kind of flubs a bit when she tries to touch a powerful and forbidden spell book with forbidden magic. But then she does end up connecting with the king when she tells him about how her father passed when she was 12. Um, and they kind of like they talk about how she, him and her used to look at the stars and wonder about life together. The king then invites her into his study where she sees the wishes where he keeps and protects the wishes. I thought this was kind of crazy. I'm like, wow, that was pretty quick. <laughs> it's like I know. when he was like, I only invite a few people into the study to see the wishes. I'm like, and you just met this girl about two minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. There would be no story if you didn't do that. <laughs> we then get this really lovely song. It's kind of sung like a love song, but it's basically a song where they kind of dance with the wishes and he kind of sings about loving to protect the wishes and wanting to keep the wishes his. And she sings more 
about the love for her family, but it's all based around the wishes. Immediately after the song, she finds her grandfather's wish and she asks the king to grant his wish for his 100th birthday. And the king is immediately discouraged. He says that it was, it, for her, it was very quick for something, for someone to ask something of him. He kind of says like, normally people wait a few months before they start asking right. him for things. And then he examines the wish and says that the wish isn't a good wish to grant. Her grandfather wishes to inspire, but inspire what? It could be for the good or for the bad. And he says it's too vague of a wish. So he will not grant it or, and he will not give it back to him. So he's keeping all the wishes and Asher dis disagrees with this. She feels like if he's not going to grant someone's wish, then that person should have the control to decide if they are going to pursue their biggest wish, their biggest dream or not. And so now the wish ceremony is now is start is starting. She's brought on stage so she can't run away. And he grants a different person's wish to make beautiful dresses. When Asher gets home, she tells her family what she saw. And her grandfather at first is very discouraged by her. He doesn't want to know what his wish was. He's kind of on Magnifico's side saying, if my wish is not meant to be granted, then it shouldn't be granted. And Asher ends up running away just being upset. And that's when she sings kind of the title song of the whole movie where she sings about wishing and, you know, things like that. And here she makes a wish upon a star to get her mother and her grandfather's wishes back so they could have their own ownership and power over their own wishes. The star then shines very bright and literally falls from the sky and everyone in the town sees this happen. They are like, wow, what is this amazing thing of magic? It felt so great. It felt so lovely. And when the star comes down, it starts bringing everything to life. <laughs> it makes the animals talk. They sing a whole song about how everyone's a star. It brings the trees to life. It brings the mushrooms to life. Like a very typical Disney movie in that sense. Everything's come to life and talking right. to her. And they're cute too. Yeah, including her goat Valentino. Right. They're all cute. She goes back to the castle and meets her friends and they discover that star was the reason for the Sarge of Magic. Magic. So again, she tells her seven friends. And then her best friend, the girl who represents Doc, she asks her to find a way to break into the study so she can get her grandfather and her mother's wish back. So at this point, she's not looking to release all of the wishes. She just wants her grandfather's wish and her mother's wish. So she ends up using the cubby that they send up food to the study. And meanwhile, Magnifico calls a town hall with everyone in the town to, so that he can figure out who casted that bit of magic because he immediately realizes that it, well, he immediately knows obviously it's not his magic, mm -hmm. but he immediately jumps to the conclusion that that magic is going to threaten his magic, which I thought that was a pretty big conclusion to jump to. <laughs> yeah, well, like... it was competition. That was yeah. the problem. Magnifico obviously is very in love with himself. Yeah. So um, he wants to make sure there's no competition. Yeah, so he immediately jumps to mm -hmm. that conclusion, um, which I, I mean, like he kind of has to because I mean, like, we got to get the plot moving. It's only an hour and a half movie. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> people then, so, so then um, again, her friend is trying to like stall him before he goes back to study. So then she starts asking him questions like, well, well you know, what counts is like, mm -hmm. if we have information, what counts for this? And then people start questioning his power saying, so how come you don't, how come you know it's amateur magic? Why can't you control that? Why can't we see the wishes? Maybe mm -hmm. if you granted more wishes, people like we start questioning because they all jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, so he gets very frustrated with mm -hmm. them and he says that anyone who turns in the person is guaranteed to get their wish granted and anyone who hides traitor will be guaranteed to like never get their wish granted basically. So Asha somehow successfully breaks in and the, the star finds her grandfather's wish but they kind of run out of time. At this point now Magnifico is singing his own like song kind of about loving himself and you know like that he's so powerful and that people should be thankful for what he's given them right. all this life and protecting them right. and he's getting you know, no creating respect. this whole kingdom. <laughs> but then he kind of digs himself into his own hole. He kind of convinces himself to use the forbidden magic. And I kind of skipped this before but in a previous scene he was thought about using the forbidden magic but his wife had stopped him being like no like you agreed like you know that's not good magic to touch. But in this moment he kind of does it himself and he opens up the forbidden book of magic and he starts you know using the forbidden magic. So again Asha only got her grandfather's wish. She didn't get her mother's wish. But she runs home and she returns her grandfather's wish and when she returns home her grandfather realizes he was kind of wrong and he's very happy that she did get his wish and he you know he kind of forgives her and she forgives him and then she returns his wish and it kind of like is absorbed back into him and then Magnifico breaks into their home he just opens up the door <laughs> because someone ratted her out and then he destroys her mother's wish and her mother is thrust into a deep grief she like she almost falls like she's dying almost because a huge part of her has just been destroyed however somehow Asha just throws a bookshelf on him and they get away the fact that one bookshelf took down 
like the most powerful sorcerer in their whole kingdom. I think it was kind of funny. Yeah, but then they run away. They they get on a boat basically, and they try to escape to like a little island. But as they're running away, Ash realizes that she can't let him take everyone's wishes. So this is when she's like, no, we're going back and we're going to rescue everyone's wish. So she goes back, and then Magnifico yet is having another town hall. Lots of town halls <laughs> where he's honoring Simon. Simon represents Sleepy, and he was the friend who ratted her out. So I kind of skipped over this too. But out of all of her friends, Simon was the only one of her friends who was 18. So Simon had already given his wish to King Magnifico and they all commented commented that after Simon had given his wish to him he kind of changed he became a lot sadder and a lot mm-hmm. more kind of withdrawn so I think in his mind he was worried that he would never get his wish granted that you know he, he lost a big part of himself once he gave up his wish so King Magnifico grants his wish his wish was to be a, a loyal knight of you know one of the best and most loyal knights of the whole kingdom and then Magnifico is using the forbidden magic to mind control him so their friends can kind of see that he's being mind controlled a little bit Simon then just immediately rats out the rest of the team he just names the other six friends right. just like yep they were also in it <laughs> as well they're all doing <laughs> so, it too <laughs> so they run away and while this is happening they, um, they start and chance like a little mouse to go fill in the queen of kind of what's going on because she kind of knows that he's using forbidden magic right now and she doesn't really like it she's quite scared she knows that forbidden magic is not good like she's kind of has already seen that Magnifico is absorbed by this forbidden magic and he no longer is who he once was so Asha catches up with her friends and they decide to fight back and the queen also kind of catches up with them too she agrees Asher the plan is for Asha and the fake star to run and draw Magnifico away from the castle and then real star and the friends will go and break into the study and release all of the wishes and the rest of the team they go to the study they open up the ceiling to release the wishes but then Asher realized that it wasn't actually Magnifico who's chasing after her it was Simon in kind of like a magic disguise and Magnifico is able to recapture all the wishes and star and at this point all of the town are back out it's like the, the town is just hanging out in the, the town courtyard at this right. point they're all, like yeah, they're all in one trouble. big town hall right. Asher does make it back in time but at this point he's already absorbed star's mm-hmm. power into his magical staff and he forces everyone in the kingdom now to submit to him like he's gone full bad guy at this point right. so asher then remembers from that song she sang with the magical creatures in the forest that they were all stars and so she kind of mm. brings the kingdom together to break his enchantment over them and to release star and all the wishes and then he is absorbed into his own staff so the day is saved and simon apologizes and star gives asher a real magic wand knowing that he has to leave soon but that they're in good hands and the queen now takes over as ruler of the kingdom and that's kind of how the movie ends right. so again that's a very brief description <laughs> of the movie i feel like that took me a long time to read through though there's a lot of fun details in the movie that we'll go over now so there are a lot of disney references in oh, the movie yeah. that are very fun that i didn't mm-hmm. touch upon these are not in order with the movie like going in like chronological order of the movie but we're just going to kind of go through them so the first one is that asha is kind of the fairy godmother so when she's running away from the castle um originally to kind of distract magnifico mm-hmm. she's wearing the the light blue cloak with a little pink ribbon and holding like a little like a little wand in her hand mm-hmm. just like the fairy godmother in cinderella looks mm-hmm. and then later on star makes her a real wand and they actually reference her as she could be our fairy godmother so it's kind of reference that she would be a fairy godmother i really right. love that that's yeah. so cute what's one of the ones that you remember i have them written down but just so we don't miss them oh but... the one was uh, the the bear the bear that helps to yes. capture the the friend who is the knight yeah. he um knocks him down and he's called john yeah and it made me think of uh friar tuck um and john and everything well, from, little john from, from robin hood right so in robin john hood, the bear robin is hood. Named little john so yes because when you realize from... that there are all these references going on you, your mind starts yeah, you start to kind of look thinking about bit. it yeah and um it's so funny because when he does that he backs up and says I'm not the one you should be afraid of yeah. and then all these little rabbits show up <laughs> so it was really cute really really cute yeah they had a lot of reference I would say to Bambi and to Snow yes. White of course we had the seven dwarves that was a big one mm-hmm. at the end when Magnifico is trapped in his in his staff it resembles a mirror so he's kind of trapped in a mirror and mm-hmm. the queen says to go hang the mirror in the dungeon so it's kind of like the magic mirror in Snow White right. even the fact then that the queen becomes like the main ruling queen again it's kind of similar to Snow White as well Right. when the animals all first come to life the deer 
deer that comes to life. His name is called Bambi. Someone mm-hmm. calls him Bambi. And we also have three little animals too. We have a bunny, a skunk, and a squirrel. So we can assume that these animals, they, they don't say this in the movie, but it's kind of like they look like Thumper, Flower, okay. and Perry also from right. Bambi as well, which is kind of cute. And the other thing too I know is when they're breaking into the study, Star causes a few things kind of to come to life. And one of the things is a quill that starts to, it starts making the shape of a classic Mickey and it's kind mm-hmm. of stopped. Oh away. yeah, the Mickey ears. You see it right away. Yeah, you see it right away. I even said it out loud. Mickey I said, ears. Mickey ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought that was really cute. Yeah. I really love that. And then the, when they try to escape the white horses that they yes. get on, that they jump on. Yeah, the white horses kind of resemble Maxwell from Tangled. Mm-hmm. And we also have two references to Peter Pan in this movie too. Yes. So the first is that one of the wishes that Magnifico is using like, as an example wish sort of to Asha is, a, is a one of like a woman flying, kind of similar to how they fly in Peter Pan. And then later on when he kind of absorbs that wish into himself, he says like, oh, this wish will, will never land. It's, he literally says never land in right. the movie. Never land, right. Um, when he takes the wish. And then later on when all the wishes are, are returned back to everyone, um, the queen introduces that girl to someone else who looks like Peter Pan. Peter Pan, dressed, dressed like, like Peter, Peter Pan. Pan right. Saying that he's working on a flying contraption. So maybe they could work together, work together. on this flying contraption. Yeah. What else do we have? How, at the very end of the movie too, in like the end credits. So there yeah. is an end credit scene if you like to stay. The end credit scene. So uh, again, Asha's grandfather's wish was to inspire people, but he inspires people looks like through music. So he's By kind of music, playing like right. a guitar he plays type the instrument. little mandolin or yep. guitar. So at the very end of the movie, it is him singing, sitting on like the tree that Ash used to sit with her father and he's playing um, When You Wish Upon a, a star, star to himself. And that is the, that's the last scene of the movie technically. That's the end credit scene. But again, again, just that whole idea of wishing upon a star is right. in a lot of that those early Disney movies. Right, that brought back memories because that's what they used to play all the time um, from Jiminy Cricket used to do it, especially on the wide world of Disney mm-hmm. when I used to watch it on Sunday nights. Yeah, no, for sure. And then in the end credits, like as you're just watching mm-hmm. the credits, made out of stars are shapes of many of the famous Disney characters going throughout the years. So I was saying too, like that's why we were saying like that could also be a reason why people want to see Yes, they, because you, know, really you could cool hear them calling out the names as they were seeing them because yeah. everybody was identifying who was coming up um, as they were going through all the credits. So even though the credits were rolling on each side of the screen, I thought that was a very yeah, it was like clever. characters who were not in the movie. So like mm-hmm. you'd say like, oh, there, there's Elsa, there's Moana, right. there's, you know, there's Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, there was Stitch. There was every Yeah, there's like Winnie random the Pooh. characters. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of fun to mm-hmm. see that. So that was kind of in like an interesting touch that they did. Yes. And I kind of feel like this movie was sort of like, again, where the magic started sort of in the world, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like she, the magic came from the sky, from the star. And then that's kind of what, what jolted all the magic within like the Disney universe, so to speak. Of course, if you believe in the Pixar theory, there's lots of theories within the Pixar theory of like where magic began and, and mm. you know how it's all connected and everything. It's very interesting. However, I want to note that this movie is not a Pixar movie. It is a Disney animation movie. So this movie won't technically fit into the Pixar theory necessarily because it's not Pixar. So mm-hmm. um, just something of note. However, I do think it is interesting how it does all connect. I do like to believe that. All right. Were there any other references that we're forgetting? I think that's all the ones I no, have. No, that's the only ones I can think of. Like, yeah, sure I sure there like were there others. Definitely more. But like I said, we only saw it once so yeah, far. Yeah, we only saw it once. <laughs> yeah. And there are no summaries online right now. So this summary is literally from my memory of seeing right. the movie yesterday because there's nothing else to kind of reference. Sorry if you just heard that. My cat just swished her tail into the microphone. <laughs> so, all right. So now we're going to go through our favorites. So your favorite character. My favorite character was Asha. I got to say, mm-hmm. she really ruled the movie, obviously. Yeah. But she did, I mean, just the, the, the animation of her and her face and her eyes and her expressions and just how she moved. I, I thought she was great. I thought it was really, really a nice way to watch the movie. Yeah. No, I loved Asha too. I wonder too, because Asha is not a princess. So I wonder how they will market Asha in mm. the future because she's not a Disney princess. I wonder she could very easily be a Disney princess. She has Disney princess vibes, 100%. She has Disney princess vibes. But she's not a princess. She, yeah, she never becomes a Even princess. Even at the end, she becomes like the fairy godmother, sort of. But yeah. she's not, the queen isn't like, can you rule with me or no. something like she that. No, she doesn't become like the queen. She doesn't, yeah, yeah she doesn't become an, you know, a Although part of that. Although we can argue Milan is also not a Disney princess. No. She also is treated right. as a Disney princess. So this one so, could end know. up being, if people 
like her well enough. I'm telling you, she's a she's a role model, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, very strong, very opinionated, very knows the right thing to do, and went and did it. Like yeah. you know, like Milan. I mean, she just went and did what she had to do. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see her future and within like the overall Disney yeah. scope of how they decide to use her. Because mm-hmm. I think she could very well be looped in with all the Disney princesses. And I'm like, I would love that too. I think that'd be great too. Yeah. Especially if they do a sequel or something like that. They put her more in like a princess type role or like yeah. a ruling type role or something. Because clearly people are looking up to her too. Right. Very um, strong character. Yeah. No, I agree though. I really loved mm-hmm. Asha. I loved her idea too of being like, it, it is your, it is not kind of like, not, not just make it sound sad or anything, but it's like your responsibility to go after your dreams and your wishes. You yes. know, that it's like you can't just rely on some magic to just make it happen for well, you. Well, she, yeah. And she also should, believed that yeah. it was right that if they didn't have somebody to help them, they should be able to go and yeah, pursue it on their own, own. Have that choice to pursue yeah. it, not pursue it. He was making the choice for them. So yes. she didn't like that. Yeah. So that idea of consent mm-hmm. too is also in there right. as well, which I really like. My favorite character was Star. I mm-hmm. love Star. <laughs> it was when cute. you see Star for the first time, it is such a, I mean, like Disney always knows how to make a cute little character. Yes. It is such a cute little character. He uh-huh. is tubby, first of all. He's like this round little star with his little points sticking out. He immediately takes this like kind of this like little outfit and he uses the yarn to like so oh, like, the yarn, knit things yeah. over time. Uh-huh. Makes himself a little outfit. He makes himself a little hat. He makes himself all these little disguises. Right. She says um, be discreet and he makes a little mustache. Yeah. He's like walking his little mustache. It is so cute. I think Star is like the cutest little Star character. was cute. And Star obviously can't speak but she kind of knows what Star is saying. Like they have that connection between them. But I love Star so much and I'm excited to go to Disney. We're going to Disney a few weeks now and I'm, I'm assuming Oh God, there's going to be a Star merchandise. I'm assuming there has to be a little Star plushie somewhere. But I was saying I would love a little Star Nuimo to put it in the little outfits. I think that so cute. Because when he was putting himself in the little outfits, I'm like, this is adorable. <laughs> so yeah, but I really love Star though. All right, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene was when Chris Pine, the, the Magnifico, was upset with everybody and was oh, singing, this is the thanks song. you get. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, it was one of the typical Disney thing where he was getting really annoyed and things were going and yeah. happening and, you know, doing and whatever. And you could tell that he was really annoyed. It was very entertaining. Yeah, no, I did like that scene too. I did think it was kind of funny because it's a very yeah. obvious like villain song yes. in a way. But yes, it was like an, an obviously villain way. temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite scene, this, I have two favorite scenes. The first is when all the, when Asha and all her friends are singing the song about like, we're going to fight back type of thing. Mm. The queen somehow finds them and just enters the room and they stop singing for a second. And then the queen just bursts into Burst. song with them and joins <laughs> in with the singing and dancing. And when you're sitting there watching there as an adult, you're like, how does she know the choreography and lyrics to <laughs> the song? I didn't even think of that while <laughs> she was doing it. Because I keep saying, it would not be a Disney movie if they didn't do that. Yeah. And then at the end of the song, we all like did this dramatic pose. And I'm like, who are they posing for? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're posing for us, the, the right. audience but behind yes. the wall. But yes. it's just like, I thought that was so funny that when I sat there, yeah. the other scene that I thought was really funny was when Ash's friends are figuring out that she's hiding the goat and star in kind of like a little closet where the chickens are kept. Oh, yeah. And so when they oh. open up <laughs> and she tells them, like, you guys have to promise not to tell anyone. And she opens the door and star has enchanted all the chickens in this huge song so, and dance. And the goat, <laughs> Valentino, is like a, the conductor of them. And they're right. doing this. It was song. like a Beauty and the Beast scene when they do it the, was, the, the food yeah, like scene. The this was a chicken scene. Yeah, it was yes, so funny. I have though. to admit. And, and the even friends were just like, what is going on? The joke <laughs> is, is that when we were reading the credits, as the credits came up, you could actually see when they did all the orchestra stuff, it actually listed the chicken ensemble. Yes. <laughs> we were like, where they got the chicken noises. Yeah. But it was so funny though. But I thought that scene- That was I think a funny scene. Part of that scene is in the trailer, but when you yeah. see it actually in like how yeah. it's incorporated into the movie, it is so funny. It is I funny. I was laughing yes. so hard. And I still think that scene was really It's entertaining. Because you can you imagine just opening that door and be like, what is we're going the on? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
very good. Yes. So I really love those. Those two scenes made me yes. laugh, especially. So I like those scenes a lot. All right. What is your favorite song? From the it's movie? the same thing when the scene when he's yeah. singing, that's the thanks I get. Yeah. I thought that was, was, was really great because he was getting really annoyed and he was singing like, you know, um, obviously he was in love with himself and he thought that he was the best. Yeah. I think that's the first lyric of the song is just like that he was so handsome. Yes. I'm so like handsome. That. I'm the handsome. He, with the mirrors and him looking in the mirrors and seeing that he's the handsome, you know, uh, uh, king and that they should love him because he's the handsome king. He was so in love with himself that it was just so amazing that I thought that was my oh, yeah, favorite. I, I found the lyrics. It is somewhere. Yeah. The first verse. I can't help it if mirrors love my face. It's genetics. Yeah, genetics. <laughs> I was hysterical. <laughs> genetics. Here I am. I'm gorgeous. Yeah. So I do think that's kind of funny. And when you realize it's Chris Pine, you say to yourself, he does look like Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Pine is good looking. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite song was their song about the wishes when the two of them sang. Oh. So I was telling my mom at first, when you hear the song, you're like, this is, seems more like a love song. Like it could be sung to each other as a love song by wanting to protect and love the other person. And then my mom pointed out, it's the love that he has for the wishes and the love that she has for her Well, the love for himself too. He was singing to the wishes knowing that they were his and it, yeah, you know, he, he had just, the power. Right. Yeah. You knew from the very beginning that he was just in love with himself. Mm -hmm. um, and she was singing because of her love of her family and you know, yeah. the, the, the but actual. I thought that was a really pretty song though. I really yeah. liked that song a lot. That was my favorite song. But yeah, that was her favorites. And that, I guess that was our, our overall review of the movie. So overall yeah. we really liked it. I feel like we always like all the Disney movies. There's not a movie I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, there's very few. Like, I mean, I think but... they're, like I said, every once in a while, like Encanto I liked, but I wasn't like, I didn't come home and say, oh my God, you have to go see Encanto. It was the best one I've ever seen. I that Encanto. was the, yeah, see, you loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of looked at it and said, okay, it's good. It's okay. You know, but not as much as I thought this one was entertaining, especially for kids. Oh yeah. For I sure. thought that this one, if you have well, a family. we didn't see Encanto in theaters. We saw it um, on Disney Plus. Oh, did we? we? Okay. Maybe when that Encanto makes a difference. came out, we, we watched it in the attic for the first time because I hadn't seen it either because it, it came I to Disney Plus first. I thought we saw it in the movies. No, the last movie the movies before COVID hit was I think Coco. 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 So that was, was one of the last yeah. ones we saw in okay. theaters. And then once like yeah, Encanto I think was like the 2020 Christmas or no uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. Thanksgiving movie, out. right. So we would have seen it in theaters. Okay, Coco came out in 2017, so we actually would have seen it a few years before COVID. And Encanto came out in November 2021. So it actually did go into theaters, but at the time in 2021 we were not going out and about just yet. So we did just watch it in the attic, and that is why we, yeah we never did see it in theaters, but it technically did go to theaters. But we okay. didn't. We watched it in the attic. As, yeah, so. well, we would have because you know, we couldn't yeah, go. Yeah, so to maybe the that affected our perspective. Maybe that could have affected it, my opinion but. about that. But like I said, this one, if I had families, it, it definitely will keep different aged kids and adults entertained. For sure. Yes. Yeah. No, I like this movie a lot. And mm -hmm. I, I wonder if they're, if they're going to plan on the second one because I hope they do because I think it would be interesting how they continue her story mm -hmm. or something. Or they could just leave it as one. It was a good movie. I liked it. All right. So, yeah, so I guess that is our overall review okay. of Wish. So we're going to go and enjoy now it. into some yeah. Disney news. If you're joining us again from our non spoiler review that was like only the first three minutes of the podcast welcome back <laughs> 20 minutes later um so yeah so we're gonna go into some disney news so i we will say we are pre-recording a lot of podcasts this week because in a couple weeks we were actually going to disney world so because of that and because of the holidays we have to pre-record so we're pre-recording a lot right now so i'm only going to do a little bit of disney news this week just to try to spread out the current disney news we have into other weeks since i won't be able to do a lot of disney news live but the main thing first related to asha you can now meet asha in epcot for meet and greets there's also lots of Wish merchandise in the parks as well. I couldn't figure out exactly where Asha was in Epcot when I was looking at the photos. I'm not 100% sure where mm -hmm. she is, but if you go into Epcot, you will be able to find it pretty easily if you just ask a cast member, where can we meet Asha? So I think that would be really cool. So go meet Asha and say hello. And the other Disney news I have is that the Christmas season is officially in full swing in Disney World. There's a lot going on. We have the Gingerbread House and the Grand Floridian that you can walk up to and buy treats from. We have the Gingerbread Carousel and the Beach Club. We have the Gingerbread Lighthouse and the Yacht Club. We have lots of gingerbread displays at the Boardwalk and the Polynesian and in the 
the contemporary resorts. So I think every major hotel has some kind of gingerbread mm-hmm. display. Um, maybe not as big, obviously, as the gingerbread house in Grand Floridian, mm-hmm. but some kind of little display that right. you can look at. Not Again, the, the beach club has the carousel, which is like the big one, of course. Um, I love the carousel. I think that's right. like one of the coolest Hopefully things. Hopefully we'll get to see as many as we can. Yeah. So yeah. So lots of gingerbread displays. Gertie in Hollywood Studios has now decorated with her little mm. hat and her ornament oh, in her right. mouth. There is two new popcorn tins. There's one that's kind of like a bigger tin that has like this little spinning thing in the middle. And then there's also a Mickey Soldier popcorn bucket. There is a lot of new eats, obviously, for all of the the, the holiday treats. There's a reindeer snow uh, show Sunday. There's a hot cocoa churro. There's a peppermint eclair amongst them. lots mm. of other treats. Going so many. On. Yeah, I know. And that is also because Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is in full swing. I've heard lots of good reviews about it so far. Although I have heard that because of the rain right now in Florida, some people are getting rained out a little bit during it. Same thing with um, the Holly Jollywood Nights in, or the Disney's Jollywood Nights in Hollywood Studios. That also looks really festive and fun. I'm hearing lots of different reviews mm. across the board over Jollywood Nights. Some people are saying it's super fun. They love it. They love the the tip top uh, club um, at, at uh, Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Then other people are saying it's not really worth it. That it's kind of expensive. You don't really get that much more out of it. So I don't know. Lots of back and forth. So I definitely just say do your research if you want to go to the Jollywood Nights. Well, it's a new thing. You know, they, uh, either they're going to read the reviews and maybe knock out some of the kinks and do whatever because it is the first year they've offered yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So, so it may change and evolve like everything else does. Yeah, I think the thing is though is that because there's a lot of shows in in this nights. Right. If you don't see the shows, then you're missing out on a lot of. Yeah, the and that I heard offering. that um, the one of the big complaints I heard of most people talking was that it's not for kids. Yes. Except for the rides, most of it is not for kids. Yeah, it's, it's more it's geared towards an yeah. adult kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who bought tickets having all these kids said, you know, we spent all this money and we thought it was going to be geared more towards the children. Yeah. So I think because it's brand new, mm-hmm. people didn't know what to expect. So I think once they kind of feel what the expectations are, yeah, then it, it will it will level out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I guess one of the things they probably could do maybe is try to do like a dance party or something the way they did during the Moonlight Magic right. for the kids because I know kids love stuff like that. Yeah, they love to get involved um, and get in the get And because the there's no parade either, that's like mm-hmm. a big draw for a lot of kids and families to sit and watch a parade rather than try to like cram together and to watch a show that, you know, kids may not be that interested in or something. Right. So I'm not sure. But mm. yes, I heard mixed reviews. So I guess, you know, definitely decide for yourself if it's right for you and your family. But it does look very festive and fun. Mm-hmm. You can also meet Santa in Hollywood Studios as well by Pizza Rizzo. So you can meet Santa in Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. And I guess, I don't know if he's in Animal Kingdom. No idea. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he, because I don't, he was never really in Hollywood Studios Yeah, either. that's why I didn't think either. So I think this mm. is the first year he's in Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. I think it's maybe because of the Jollywood Nights that they brought him in Hollywood Santa Studios in. to have that. Yes. Which I think is but, good because then people have more chances to go to yeah, Santa to go, as opposed to just Santa. those two. Because yeah. we used to go every year the day after Thanksgiving because we, we used to be in, used to have off the whole week at Thanksgiving. So we'd go down to Disney. We always used to go the day after Thanksgiving before we went home to go see Santa in Epcot. Yeah. And the last little thing I just want to mention is that Living with the Land now has its overlay on top of the Oh, I can't wait holidays. for that. I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. That's why I wanted to mention mm-hmm. it. So Living with the Land, within the recent years, they've been theming Living with the Land with the fe- with the festivals in Epcot. So of course, we have Festival of the Arts in January to, to mm-hmm. I guess, February, basically, is Festival, mm-hmm. Festival of the Arts. Garden from March to July, the food and wine from like end of July, early August until about November time. And then now we're in Festival of Festival. the Holidays. And for Festival of the Holidays, they deck it out with lights everywhere. We have to go at night. So it is so 
pretty. I, yeah. It is so lovely. I love it so much. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things now in Disney. World. I love living I'm with the land anyway. We go on it every yeah, time. I'm so we're happy there. that they started doing that. Yes, I think, I think it's so great fun. that they yeah, yeah change it up and you see these little details as you go through. Yeah, and I love the lights seeing and living mm-hmm. with the land. So you can still see them during the day, but definitely in the nighttime, it's very fun to see all the yes. lights at nighttime. So definitely recommend that. So, yeah, so that's all the Disney news for right now. There was more Disney news, but again, I'm going to save that for some future podcast episodes. So in coming weeks, make sure you stick around for that. But now we'll transition into some Disney birthdays. So first we have Luca Pagururo, Paguno on November 20th. So happy birthday to Luca. I do love Luca. He's so cute. Um, we also have Tarzan on November 22nd. So mm. happy birthday also to Tarzan. And then also I just want to point out that if you are living in the United States of America, we have Thanksgiving on November 23rd. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone who yep. is celebrating happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And yeah, that, then we can transition into some Disney memories. So do you have a Disney memory for today's podcast? Disney memory is Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus. It is my biggest Disney memory. We went to, when you were, we have a picture that we put out every Christmas of the four of us dressed in like summer clothes around Santa Claus. And unfortunately, because Amanda was afraid of Santa Claus, I'm yes. trying to sit on Santa Claus's okay, knee first without. Of all, you get jammed into your head, stranger danger. <laughs> and then you're like, go sit on that stranger's lap and take a photo. <laughs> so I'm kind of sitting on Santa's lap with Amanda sitting on me. So I'm trying not to sit on this poor man's lap with all of that, all my weight and our weight. So I remember that very, very clearly so we could get a picture with Santa. Because every year we got pictures with Santa, whether they were happy or not happy. We got pictures with Santa from the day, from when they were born all the way up until they stopped going to see Santa. So that's my biggest memory. Yeah. Also, sorry if you can hear that bell. It's just yes. my cat scratching that's, herself. Yeah, that's, so uh, she's scratching that's her Morocco. Father, so sorry if you can entertaining hear her in the I would say my Disney memory is just watching all the movies growing up. You know, mm-hmm. like we always loved watching all the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And again, for the Thanksgiving movie, we have always seen it right before th- Thanksgiving. Yes, we always go usually, on Wednesday night. I was going to say, usually we went on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see Wish the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving too. But then I got an email to get the early screening tickets. So I figured it worked out better timing-wise for right. us to just see Otherwise it on Saturday. Otherwise we'd be going Wednesday night. Yeah, so I'm really glad that we got to see it. I love seeing all the movies before Thanksgiving. And I think Disney always does really well with these movies. I mean, like, I always say though, I'm very easily entertained. Yes. I, I just sit there, you well, turn because your mind you have off to, and you open up your mind. Right, you <laughs> have to like, look at it as these movies are supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. They're supposed to be entertaining. They're supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be sad. They're supposed to get your emotions. Yeah. And they're supposed to be pretty. You, you know, you're supposed like to look at them the and just forget yeah. what's going on and just fall into whatever's going on. And like I said, they do their movies and their typical way they do things. There's the 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 excitement and the, you know, the the small stuff and the pretty stuff. And, you know, they just do everything they need to do. And I think they're entertaining. Like yeah. I said, some are better than others. But I really have to say there's not one that I could actually say, oh, I don't want to see that one again. <laughs> no, same here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love all the Disney movies. And I would definitely recommend Seeing Wish. Obviously, this is not, not sponsored. I mean, like, I don't think anyone no. thinks our podcast is sponsored. No, so no. It's all a choice. You're not one of the main Disney podcasts right. out there. But make sure, although if you do listen, make sure you let us know. So yeah, so thanks everyone for listening today. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. And follow us on social media. We are currently Spaceship Earth Design everywhere. And I will have a dedicated Instagram post for this episode. So if you see Wish or you're not able to see Wish yet, let mm-hmm. us know on our Instagram post what you think of the movie, yeah. what you think of other past movies, and anything at all. So yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. And I hope you have a really great Thanksgiving. Okay, bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. See you real soon.